Welcome back. This time around, I'm going to cut down quite a bit, well, hopefully, on the word like. As after listening back to my initial launch into this shorter project, I think I say the word like a million times. Um, this time around, I want to talk about something that's been pretty close to me and sadly you can't go a few days in the press without hearing his name but I've learned a lot listening and reading about him and I really do want to talk about it and it's uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson. I He's a clinical psychologist for the University of Toronto. He came to notoriety in 2016 with his opposition to Bill C-16 At the time, it would add gender expression and gender identity to the Canadian Human Rights Act. Um, He brought up that it was, in his view, compelling people what they should say and almost removing the freedom of speech aspect. Um, And he was made quite famous for this. I first came across him on the Joe Rogan experience. I love listening to Joe, and normally I tune in mostly for when he has his regulars on, like a lot of USC people, a lot of comedians, and I usually tone in, uh, tune in for those, but I'm not sure what compelled me at the time. I listened through his first meeting with Dr. Peterson, And I found it quite compelling. Um, Dr. Peterson says so many things that kind of resonated with me and things I haven't heard in quite a long time. And um, it made me a fan instantly. He's returned, and I believe he's up to six visits now on the Joe Rogan Experience. He's been on many other platforms. Um, He's been tied with other people in the states now like ben shapiro and those and they're kind of been lumped together as this group called the intellectual dark web and it's quite strange because i believe most of them don't i don't think any out of that group are a hundred percent matches with each other for their views but i think what's refreshing and what people enjoy about them because like rogan is more left of center i would describe dr peterson as pretty centric um shapiro rubin are probably more conservative or republican views in the states but what's refreshing about that group is they come together they agree on some things they disagree on other things but the fact that they can sit and have a civil conversation and listen to each other um i think that's a lost art And so I've been following Dr. Peterson since then and um, pretty much try to go out of my way to listen to any interview with him where they're not trying to just sideswipe him and kind of catch him off guard with like gotcha questions because that has happened in the past. And what's nice to see is when they attempt this, uh, he just stays calm, answers the questions. If they try and warp his wording, he just flat out states what I said was this, you're changing or warping what I'm saying. Um, I think the most most famous one of these is he had an interview with Kathy Newman in the UK, and she works for Channel 4, and she kept coming at him with, so what you're saying is, 
And she would take just snippets of what he was saying or little pieces of it and try and reword it to make him the villain in the interview. And if you ever watch it, it's worth it. He um, pretty much stays calm, stays the course, and just thinks it through and answers the questions and pretty much sets it straight. And it ended up being, I at least I think, an embarrassment um, for the news source because they were trying to shock him or get him caught off guard and it's quite admirable how calm he stays in these situations that was the one big one and there's been a few others or they'll just flat out edit what he's saying or cut down an interview into what they want to catch the phrases they want and that's also another reason that I truly love watching the Joe Rogan experience and then listening to it also is that They're long. I know it goes against the podcast format because a lot of his conversations, like, there I go. Um, If he is getting along with the guest, it'll go two, three, four hours and it's engaging and it doesn't feel that long and they're meaningful, good conversations. He does have the odd one where they're there for... I think 90 minutes is the shortest one, and he just wraps it up. But the good ones are nice and long. And I've listened to all the ones with Jordan Peterson, and every single time I walk away learning something or taking something to heart that he says that I haven't heard in a long time. Um, Since his first visit with Joe Rogan, he's released his book, 12 Rules for Life, and Antidote to Chaos. I've purchased it. It's a fantastic book. And I'm surprised because it's not shocking information that he relays in this book. Like, the 12 rules, when you go over them, are pretty straightforward things that you would think are common sense. But they're, it's nice to hear them out loud again and just see them kind of reiterated. And it's things like, that does make sense like chapter one stand up straight with your shoulders back Um, treat yourself like someone you're responsible for helping Um, make friends with people who want the best for you Um, that's a big one right like you don't want to surround yourself with people who will hold you back or talk you out of things or just are a negative influence on you and it speaks volumes right Um, Number four, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to someone else today. Um, Don't let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. Um, Another big one is um, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. And that's a big one in today's uh, social media heavy landscape. Everyone is pretty quick to open up Twitter, Facebook, and just let it all out especially on Twitter there's more anonymity I think than Facebook where you're probably using your own name but you're just going out there and you're name calling or telling someone else they're stupid for their opinion there's no conversations it's just all rock throwing and no real listening um number seven pursue what is meaningful not what is expedient i take that one to heart a lot myself because I think I was 
kind of living life to survive and not really striving for anything. And when he sits and talks in some of these longer podcasts, I he really emphasizes the fact that you do need to strive for something. And that's potentially where a lot of people are sad or um, disengaged with society and they really feel lost. And just pick something, do something, strive for it. Um, that's where this podcast came from a year and a half ago is I was working and kind of just floundering around. And so I decided to grab the equipment for this and just do it, pick something, work at it, strive towards it, invite people, um, dealing, I've learned to deal with rejection on a better level because, I'll send out invitations through social media email. Some of them are from friends from the past. Some of them are people that I know I might have a couple degrees of separation through. And some have said yes and come on and we've had amazing conversations. And some have said no, but it's you keep moving, right? And I've built this and it's nice to see success out of it. And I completely understand what he means by pursue something because I get... A different feeling when I know someone's coming over to record I get the nerves and it's something that I probably hadn't felt for a long time where you're like you're nervous you're exciting it's creating this positive energy and you don't know where it'll take you and I'm slowly approaching 1500 downloads which is incredible right like it's I bought a crappy little laptop and some mics and I just tried but it was like he said, I pursued something. I'm still pursuing something. That's why I'm doing these shorter, quick little snippet ones for people who commute and would rather hear something on a smaller level because one of the main feedbacks I got from some people, they appreciate the longer ones that I'm doing, but it is two, three hours that I'm sitting with people. So now I'm doing these shorter kind of quick hints and thoughts to get them out there. And I'll see if those are successful. And I'm still pursuing what I want with this podcast to expand it and to get listeners and just put my effort into something. Like, there I go again. Um, Instead of just sitting down and hitting record like I did for the first one of this, I went for a walk, I collected my thoughts, and then before I hit record, I jotted down kind of what I wanted to hit when talking about this, and it's it's helped a lot, just even wanting to like work towards something on a daily basis. Um, other ones from the book, tell the truth, or at least don't lie, that's a huge one, and I also try to practice that on a daily basis like I try to be a hundred percent honest as I can at all times um, assume the person you were listening to might know something you don't don't just turn others off and I think that's another repercussion of the social media aspect is people are talking and no one's really digesting what others are saying um, be precise in your speech is a big one that I need to work on like get to the point um, don't mess around with your wording and just get your point across um it's it's a fantastic book um his message i believe is fantastic um i 
it took me a little bit of mulling it over years later. I even went and he went on a 12 rules for life kind of world tour. And I went to his lecture when he came here. And as a 40 year old man, like it's been 20 some years since I've paid for a lecture. And believe me, when I did it 20 years ago, it was a class in a university course. And I wasn't invested. So to go there with a couple hundred other people who all wanted to hear this from the same person who's been teaching the same lessons now and wrote this book, just to kind of be a part of this movement that he's a part of, it it meant a lot. And it was cool to be in a theater with hundreds of other people that kind of felt the same way about the impact he was having on our lives. And like I was saying, I think, for me at least, he's almost become like a father figure. And when I need the motivation, I'll find one of his interviews and put it on and just him talking about these no-nonsense rules and just striving and working hard and aim up. And like, it doesn't have to be an overnight success, but keep moving forward. I think he's kind of the fatherly voice that I've been missing since my dad passed away in 2011 and I do take a lot of these things to heart and it when I watch him talking there's been many times where he's been like brought to the edge of tears or he gets emotional about this entire movement and what it means and he's been going non-stop it seems since this entire thing happened in 2016 when his YouTube channel kind of blew up because of the Canadian Human Rights Act. And it's been great to watch him and watch this movement grow. And he's been gaining momentum constantly. And every attempt to kind of, I hate to, to bring him down, is has failed because I believe there's a hundred percent honesty and meaning behind everything he says. He's not a quick self-help book just to make money. I believe he's pouring his heart out into this. Um, his lecture was amazing. He had the crowd completely quiet and not quiet out of boredom or distraction, but everyone was engaged and hanging on everything he had to say and then after he spoke there was a Q&A and then it's nice to hear he's taking questions from local people in the crowd and what they think is important now even just in the aftermath of all this and it was great to hear him kind of he would ponder he sat in a chair and he would think and he would give kind of his best answer to what we were kind of asking him and like I said it's a very fatherly but stern right like pull up your pants like get ready do some work it's not coddling it's not um it's not helicopter parenting or any of those terms that you've heard in the last maybe 10 years when it comes to kind of how young people are talked to he flat out comes out and says life is suffering get ready for it like put in the work persevere do what you can and um, that's what I've taken from him and um, if you haven't checked out 
something that he's done. I recommend any of his Joe Rogan experience visits, any of his visits with any of the other members of the intellectual dark web, um, whether it's Shapiro, Rubin, whatever, because at least they let him speak without um, attacking him in any way or kind of trying to contradict something or taking it out of context. Um, so if you have the chance, check it out. They're all over the place. Um, he, I can honestly say he's changed my life. Uh, if you like what I'm doing with these short hits again, uh, let me know. I'm trying to downsize to just Twitter, I think, is going to be the one in the end, even though they're going through quite the controversy now with their banning policies leaning pretty left. But I just like the short like hundred and some character spit it out be done with it youtube's turning into kind of a a dumpster fire (laughs) especially now with canadian and american leadership races coming up it's everyone's getting a little touchy um reach out to me let me you know think about these Uh, i'm gonna try and crank it up and keep working on this thanks